Yeah, this is a very genuine conversation we're having. Okay. That makes it sound like we're drinking alcohol, actually. That's Fine. We'll leave a guessing to the guest. We'll leave the guest guessing. Well, we're the guest, I guess. So. <laughs> you want to do the intro? Uh, nah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have my. <clears throat> I don't have my notes. Uh, okay. Welcome to the No Happy Endings podcast, where there are no happy endings, just happy friendings. A podcast where we ask three levels of questions, or where we used to ask three levels of questions. Psych, that's also what we're doing today. So, a lot of people have know, and I've mentioned this before in the podcast, that the three levels of questions are kind of based on the game We're Not Really Strangers. And I've had the expansion pack to We're Not Really Strangers for a long time. I just haven't really used it. So today we're going to explore what the expansion pack is. And I think Nikki has picked out some of the questions she really likes on this deck. And then me and Eddie are going to answer them. And Eddie has some kind of plan because he didn't want to tell me before the podcast what's going to happen. So we're just going to be all as surprised as the next person. Eddie? Yes. Yes? Yes. What's next, Chief? Uh, so, um, so yeah. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through three levels of questions okay but what there's a plot twist to this okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask the questions or we could take turns asking the questions mm-hmm. but we're gonna answer them like our significant others are asking us the question what, what does that even mean you'll you'll kind of see it once you see the questions once you see once you see the questions mm-hmm. it'll be like hey like for example right like oh, oh what do you think of me but i want you to Imagine that you're that Nikki's asking you that, and for me, I'm going to pretend like Darlene's asking me that. This is a silly ass podcast. Go ahead. This is the worst idea I've ever heard. You think it's a bad idea? I think it's a terrible idea. I think it'd be interesting. Okay. Well, I think okay. I think it'd be interesting for you because I feel like, as stoic as you are, you don't talk about Nikki that much. So I think this will be a very interesting. I talk inst- about Nikki to Nikki all the time. Exactly. Maybe some of us want to hear what, uh, or maybe, you know, maybe she, she'll, she'll listen to this and she'll be like, oh, wow. Hey, it's a, it's a nice thing. It's a nice like thing for her to have to listen to when she, you know, let's just hypothetically, she travels somewhere really far for a while. She has something to listen to. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't particularly think it's the best idea, but sure. Why don't you think it's the best idea? Because, like I said, I tell Nikki what I think about her all the time. Do you, do you not want to talk about Nikki? No, it's fine. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I just don't think it's a particularly entertaining podcast. But then again, that's cap. Some of them are entertaining. Some of them are not. That's okay. I think this will be entertaining. Sure. For those of you who are listening, do not tell Brian if this is interesting or not. Send the email in. Nobody's going to send an email. They no literally happy. never send an email. No happy endings podcast at, at gmail.com. Yeah, nobody's gonna send an email. Any any feedback I ever get, people text me or they say, you know, something else. Some other form of reaching out. But yeah. Sometimes on Discord. Mm-hmm. Most of them on Discord, I'm sure. No, most of them are text. Okay. Alright. You ready? Sure. Alright. Well. What if well, the question's about me? We'll find out. So there are three levels of questions. It just so happened that there is... 
Uh huh. One level one question. Okay. Do you have them sorted by one, two, three? Yes. Okay. All right. Level one. First question. Mm hmm. What do you think I'm most sensitive to? What do I think Nikki is most sensitive to? Yeah. Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, I think, you know, see, the thing about this, right, is that I don't want to feel like I'm airing out her laundry. Like, this is kind of a question of, like, if I if I think some, that she's sensitive to something, I don't necessarily want to say that to somebody else and not have said that to her, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't, like, I don't know how else to word that. Okay. That's cool. Like, if it's actually about her, that's different. But, like, this is more so, like, yeah, I don't think yeah, this is really... a backstory behind it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. You can, you can make it, you can make it about, you can make it about someone else. All right, you can make it about me, then, if, it, if it's, since it's, you can't apply this question to Nikki, <laughs> I guess. Well, why don't you apply it to Darlene, and then we'll see how it goes, right? Yeah. <sighs> no problem. All okay. Right. What do I think she's most sensitive to? Mm -hmm. I think like, I think it's interesting too, because you also like, it's how you interpret the question, right? Yeah. So what is she most sensitive to? I think she's most sensitive to love. Mm. And that okay. sounds like a very cliche question or a cliche answer, but the thing is that like, she's such a loving person mm -hmm. that she gives so much of it. And I think there are times where, like, at least that I've noticed for me, like, I'll go, I'll do something, and rightfully so, because I'm, I'm significant, or I'm her significant other. Mm -hmm. I'll go above and beyond, and whatever she's expecting, I'll try to like exceed that expectation. Mm -hmm. And I think that, at the end of the day, really, like, it really means a lot to her. Because, you know, she's such a caring person that she's always going above and beyond for people. But it's like for me, when I try to exceed her expectations and exceed what she's normally used to expecting from people, it's like, you know, like she's extremely receptive to it. And I think that's something that she's super sensitive to. Mm. Yeah. And I think like it also it, it's, it's, you know, it works in a way that like, you know, but she also notices when that when that. I guess she also notices when that love isn't there mm -hmm. from per se, like other people, right? Like she goes out of her way for other people. I think she picks up on when other people don't go out of their way for her. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, if you want to interpret the question that way, um, that's an easier way to interpret the question for sure. For I would sure. say Nikki is more sensitive to uh, negative and positive energy. Mm. So she... She knows when she's affecting somebody with positive energy and like helping turn their day around. And she also knows that when somebody has like a negative energy about them to either, you know, is it the kind of negative energy that you try and cheer up or is it the kind of negative energy you should leave alone for a little while to yeah. just kind of figure itself out before then you can try and cheer them up. Yeah. Kind of like vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I mean. Her answer in general is positive energy, so but it, it's it's when to apply it. Yeah, has there has there been an instance where like she picked up on negative energy and she was like, "I'm not about this." 
with me or in general just in general like or like she voiced that to you like hey i picked up negative energy from this person no i think i'm pretty intuitive about negative and positive energy too i think we're usually on the same page about that so if we feel it from somebody we just like okay you know just let them do their thing for a little while and just uh sidestep until they're actually ready to you know receive some some good vibes for sure for sure cool 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 Mm -hmm. and that concludes level one (laughs) one level one question (laughs) Do you, do you want me to go through and find, like, another level one question? Ah, go ahead. Move on to the next one. I mean, there's at least, like, it looks like in your stack we're playing with, like, ten questions. There's there's ten questions. There's a lot of level two questions. Yeah, that's there's, fine. There's one level three question. Okay. That's a very meaty sandwich. It, it do be meaty. But, hey, sometimes the meat is the best part. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Not always, but. In a bun me, I would argue it's not. Mm, that's fair. That's yeah. it's, I think it's for ban me. It's like it's equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. equally important. Well, All parts are equally oh, important. But have you had? Oh, you ever been to Cats? Cats Delicatessen in New York? Uh, I've heard of. I might have been actually. I don't really remember. Right. We uh, got. We got. We got to take you. This is the pastrami place, right? Yeah. Oh, I do love the pastrami. Hot pastrami, yo. Yeah. Boston. And that's and in, in in that instance, it'd be the meat. <laughs> I mean, in a pastrami sandwich, yes, it would be the meat. I mean, if it were a Reuben, it would also be the meat. In a lot of sandwiches, it would be the meat. But, but not all sandwiches. Not about meats. Not about meats. Yes. All right. Next question. What is a moment in our relationship that you felt undeniably loved? Uh, in Nikki and I's relationship, I felt undeniably loved when she asked me if I've played video games or if... When she's away, she says, enjoy playing video games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I, I mean, I've mentioned it before, right? And it's, like, one of those things where people will interpret this the wrong way. And I've, and I've experienced this myself, and I've seen it in other people's relationships where they say, like, why does he enjoy video games so much? Yeah. It's, like, does he like being away from me? It's, like, it's not enjoying being away from you. It's just enjoying alone time a lot. And also, the other part of this yeah. is that... There was the time where Nikki was sitting on the couch reading and I was playing video games in the same room. Yeah. It was a great time. We both <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, to be, to me, being loved is like somebody supports you who you are in 100%. Yeah. And I mean, obviously there's there's things to this where like, obviously, if, if I'm doing drugs, don't support me, right? If I'm yeah. shooting heroin, don't support that. But I mean, you know... Yeah, well, anyways, <laughs> the, the point I'm making is that, like, when you can be 100% you, and you can also work towards being 100% the best version of you, and that's being supported, I think that's when you feel the most loved. That's when I have felt the most loved, personally. Yeah. I like that. I like that answer. Yeah, because, I mean, Nikki will encourage me, like, when I'm trying to climb. If I'm not climbing well, she'll tell me I'm doing okay, like... You know, yeah. that I'm still a really good climber, even though it's not true. Yeah. She's very positive and she, she encourages that energy a lot. But also, like, she never tells me, like, you play too many video games or, like, yeah. you, you do this too much. Like, she knows that I'll self-regulate, you know? Yeah. She just kind of trusts in that. And that's really, like, the most important thing, I think. Yeah. I really like that. It's really, uh, it's really touching. I feel like it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, that's a standard that I feel like most people should look for. 
I don't know. I I've, I've no, had... you guys have. I mean, I, th- I think it's a very magical thing that you guys have because that's that's a very it's a really good support system. You know. Yeah, I would I would agree with that part. I I've mentioned this to Nikki before too, where I say, you know, a lot of people are looking for different things, and it works for different people. Some people, you know, really want to be the hero of their story, so they're looking for a sidekick. Yeah. And some people are okay with being a sidekick, and they're looking for a hero. And yeah. Some people are looking for partners. That's true. And some people are looking for like very flexible kind mm-hmm. of like sometimes you'll be the hero sometimes i'll be the hero right. and so like it it's different it, it varies from person to person it varies on relationship and it it kind of varies on based on like what you look for in life i think yeah absolutely and so like i'm i'm very happy that she has her own goals in life and her own forms of entertainment and yeah. things that we do together as well and yeah. i'm also very happy to have like these lofty goals as well as these things that you know things that i enjoy doing a lot that she also encourages yeah yeah, I would say yeah. That's that's pretty much the crux of it. Okay, okay. Uh, for me, the what is a moment? Uh, I think like, I think this move to New York has made me very like. It's kind of brought things to reality, brought mm-hmm. things to surface, like things that I don't uh. That. I've been needing to address, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like she, she's always there for me, but like in the way that like I don't know how to put it. Normally, okay, so basically, sometimes I'll go to people and ask them for advice, and they'll tell me what I want to hear, mm-hmm. but she'll tell me what I need to hear. Yeah, and I think sometimes I forget that like. And that's the reason why, like, I love her so much. Because it's like, she knows what I need as opposed to... What you want. Yes. She's honest. And and she's trying to help you grow as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she gives me that reassurance. Like, there's a lot that I want to do. And at the end of the day, having such high standards for myself, I know I can't. I know that, you know, sometimes I'll fall short. But she's always there to give me that reassurance. No matter what, mm-hmm. and I, I I really appreciate that. And I yeah. think there was one specific moment I was like, "Yo, I don't know, if, you know, like right now I'm looking for a new job, yeah, and it's it's been a struggle, but at the end of the day, like she was very reassuring about me going through this process, and I I really I really appreciated that. Yeah, I mean, she, it sounds like she helps you realize that you're doing things for the right reasons. Yeah, and when you when you kind of logic that out with whether it be by yourself or with somebody else then it usually feels better. When you feel like you're doing something for the right reasons, then it's easier to stay motivated. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think, I think she, she definitely helps me with that. Okay. Sounds good. Next question. Next question? I mean, unless you want to elaborate more. Nah. Uh, next question. What's the hardest truth you had to face this past year? Is that for me? Yes, that's for you. And mind you, not yeah, not all these questions are related to you know our significant others. Um, the hardest truth is that I I think it's so okay. This is an interesting one because for a long time, right? I would say that I want to be retired by thirty five. Yeah. And the the honest truth of it is is that that's not realistic unless i had started really working hard when i was like 23 yeah 
You know what I mean? Right. And to be honest, like, that's not the case. I, I wasn't really working real, and I'm not going to say real jobs in that they're not real jobs. I'm going to say real jobs as in I wasn't working jobs that were making enough money to reach that lofty goal, basically. Yeah. And so the honest, the, the hard truth of realizing that if I were going to try and honestly retire by 35, I would basically have to live exactly the same life that I'm living now for the next five years. And that would include the pandemic lifestyle of like not going out, not doing anything, not, you know. Yeah. And that's just not realistic currently as it stands. And, but I mean, you know, maybe some investments go well, some, some exponential things happen. You some never stocks. know. Some <laughs> cryptocurrency really takes off. Hashtag ether. But, um, no, yeah, but that's like, it's, it's a truth that's basically saying, you know, this is going to be really, really difficult. Yeah. And kind of realizing that 35, being retired by 35 is not necessarily realistic just because, you know, Nikki wants to have kids and like I've mentioned before I you know she's kind of convinced me that like yeah okay kids would be fun I think that's that's something we should do yeah and so yeah we both want kids right and so the other part of that is that kids cost a lot of money they do and I people I think I've you know there's there's that number that's thrown around that they say kids are basically a million dollar investment yeah and to be honest I don't I don't even think that you should call them investments <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, especially depending on how they turn out. Kids right? are more like mortgages. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you put the money. In, and some people will argue a mortgage is an investment. Sure, you could you could make that argument, but not, not necessarily. Yeah, it's not always exactly. Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. You know, you you're basically paying off this 18 year mortgage, <laughs> and then you're sending them off to potentially pay another four year mortgage if you're helping them pay for college. Which I've talked to Nikki about when said like. If the college system stays as it is, I'm going to be very hard pressed to want to send our kid to college, sure. our kids to college, community college at the community college first, and yeah. then hopefully they just get scholarships. Because realistically, I just don't see the cost being beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how many people do we know that are just like absolutely crushed by student debt to the point where they can't start their lives until they're thirty? Basically, a lot of people actually. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of millennials, and I mean just couldn't start couldn't get started until 30 because for different reasons right because you know the housing crash in 2008 2009 but also like jobs became really difficult the economy was to but the other part of it is just there's a lot of people that are buried by student debt and again i think some of that is you have to be responsible for your decision sure right yeah but also realistically how many of those people knew exactly how much money was going to go into these tuition costs and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's blame to go all up, all around. But if you're gonna tell me that the college system is perfectly fine as it is, I just disagree. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think you talk to most people our age. Like, I, they they disagree. Most yeah. of us. Most yeah. Most people. Even most people. Most of it, most people we know that both have finished school and not finished school. Like, they'll all agree. Like, it's, it's such a broken system. Yeah, and I and this isn't to say that you don't make more money from graduating college because you you, you do. do you do you do. For sure. Sure. right yeah and if you get a master's degree you'll make more money too it's it's a good investment in yourself for sure i'm not saying that's not what i'm saying i'm more saying that if you don't have it paid for in some way or like it really sucks. good loans like the best kinds of loans that yeah. you can pay back at a reasonable rate it sucks it does yeah. yeah if you have see it's it's different investing right if you borrow thirty thousand dollars to go to school yeah that's 
you're going to end up paying, I don't even know how much back, depending on how long it takes, but you're probably in the long run going to pay something more like 40000 That's I'm just throwing a random number. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Whereas if you have $30,000 lump sum, mm-hmm. and then you pay that 30000 now, that's worth it. Borrowing money to like to pay for school is different but if you have the lump sum like if i have like a hundred thousand dollars to just say okay this is going into my degree my college my everything yeah that is a good investment yeah whereas borrowing money to do that is not such a great investment necessarily because of how far it can set you back yeah that interest rates stuff like that plus it's it's rough being a college student trying to pay for food and stuff yeah it is and like you're just around people who aren't always in the same situation as you so a yeah. lot of them don't understand yeah and it's hard to connect with people who don't understand right yeah yeah i that's think there's fair. also that aspect of it too yeah no for sure for sure so yeah i mean that just goes back to saying that the hard truth is that i might not retire by 35 oh no hey i mean you know people will be like oh he's so disconnected from like what the real world is and i'm like yeah you can make that argument i'm very privileged and i've lived very luckily and i've you know gotten nah, a lot but of help. If, if it's if it's something that you genuinely believed in and you genuinely like wanted to do there's nothing yeah. wrong with that yeah that's kind of where i'm at basically yeah is it just you know it's not everybody's goal some people want to work till 65 that's up to you yeah i didn't i still don't and i would like to retire by 35 yeah but is that realistic at this current juncture probably not yeah but we'll see yeah only time will tell where the cryptocurrency market goes, right? I mean, it would have to go. It would have to do really well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have that much ether, but, you know. <laughs> one can only hope. Yeah. Uh, the other part of it is is that, you know, $1, one million is a goal for a lot of people, but $1 million is a goal if you're 65. If you're 35, your goal should be like $2 million, basically. Yeah. You still got a lot of years ago. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. See what happens in the next five things go really really well you know uh for me the hardest truth i had to face this year was that i need to work harder yeah i think i think everybody's kind of come to that realization but i'm not i'm not cutting off i'm trying not to cut off your story but i'm saying you know a lot of people came to that kind of mixed bag of revelations because of the pandemic yeah pandemic well see i was see it's funny you bring that up because i was gonna say like I was, I would say, like, prior to the pandemic, mm-hmm. the grind was there. Like, the hunger was there. Like, yeah. But the pandemic really, like, I don't know what it is. It just really messed with my motivation, really. Coming out of it, I'm definitely, like, not as motivated as I used to be. And I don't know what it is. I'd be in a rut. I might just be, you know, or maybe, you it know, a lot of people, a, a lot of people listen and just be like, you know what, you just gotta suck it up and do it, right? And they're probably right. But at the same time, it's like, the, I don't know. For me, the pandemic was rough because I loved being out. Mm. Yeah, it really took a toll on me. And like, I don't know. Just like, I can sit here and come up with excuses all day. But I think like at the end of the day, like the hardest truth I had to face. And that's why it's so hard for me. It's like, I just need to, I just need to work hard, work harder. Yeah, I think you could certainly make that argument. But I think the other part of it, too, is that the pandemic kind of showed different things for different people. Whereas for your case, you're saying you liked being out you like being around people and you're okay with that and you're you gather energy from others that's fine right yeah but for some people i think it was a revelation that wow life really could be this way you know what i mean no and i'm not i i would probably prefer the not not the pandemic itself obviously but the latter stages of the pandemic life 
where it was like, yeah, I have some social outings, but honestly, I get to work from home. I get to do all the stuff that I need to do for the day while I'm at home. Yeah. I get to design my hours however I want because I don't have to deal with a commute. Yeah. The commute's huge. Yeah. And that's such a big deal because, you know, just if you're going to be completely honest, right? Like some days you want to take a, a nap at work during lunchtime and it's just not realistic unless you're going to go into your car and then take a nap and then come back and like, you know, like, what is that? That's a thing. No, I know. I know yeah. it's a thing, but yeah. it, what is that versus taking a 30 minute nap in your own bed? It's true. And then going back to work and Standards then being so high now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's totally like, different, yeah. I mean, it's been, what, a year and a half? Dude, that's a lot of time. People definitely get, you can definitely get used to something in a year and a half. I work, I'm, by the time I go back to the office, I'm going to have worked four times as long from home than I did in the office. Yeah. At that same job. I mean, today's my first day in the office. Yeah. So, yeah, since I've been at my company, so I I feel you there, man. It's it's a it's an adjustment and I think it's 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 hard for everyone. Yeah, I part of me just kind of thinks that that's this whole rat race thing where you're kind of just stuck in this loop and the by and large most companies that I've seen, yeah, they they discuss it to the point where, you know, they ask a bunch of employees and all basically 95% of employees are in favor of working from home full time. Yeah. And then the higher ups are like, no, we're not doing that. You know, it's funny. Oh, I heard this. Uh, I may or may not have heard this allegedly, Mm -hmm. but uh, someone, someone said something that uh, one of the senior, one of the higher ups in my company started making people go back in. Okay. And they themselves do not plan on going back in. Uh, yeah, I've heard that at different companies, actually. That, like, higher-ups are fighting for themselves and then kind of basically saying, yeah, no, lower people should go in. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Makes you feel some type of way. Yeah, it makes you feel some type of way, but I guess it also makes you question, like, hey, does it come to the point where... I guess it's motivation to get promoted so you can become full remote. That seems almost crazy. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Moving on. Next question. When was the last time you felt most yourself? I feel pretty much myself almost all the time now. Yeah, I don't, you know, I play video games. I watch Netflix. I climb. Um, The most myself, I guess, is that you know, hosting Goat Cathlon is a very special thing. Yeah. So that was probably it. And that's not because Nikki wasn't around. I say hosting Goat Cathlon because it's like a tradition that we've had for a while. And it just felt very normal to be able to do that again. Because last year we didn't do it exactly how we normally would. Uh, usually it's in the backyard. We have a barbecue. And then, you know, we also light fireworks at the end of the night. We didn't light fireworks on the same night. But we eventually did light fireworks later. But yeah, last year it was a different case where we had to go to a public field. And, you know, we shared space with a bunch of people that basically annexed our space. And it was like, there were certain games we didn't want to play because, you know, there was just a risk involved. Uh, Nobody was really sure how things were working with the vid. And then the other part of it was, you know, like we ended up just playing kickball, essentially, because it was the first like seven events give you some kickball points. And then we played kickball for the for the pride of the goat cathlon. Yeah. Whereas this year it felt like a more regular thing. And <laughs> as as silly as it may be and as silly as the events might be, you know, that's it, it was some normalcy. I don't know if that's like when I felt the most me, but it's an example that comes up right away because it just happened a few days ago. No, that's fair. 
But I mean, I would also argue like regular day stuff, like going to the gym. Like me and Nikki went to the climbing gym today and it was, it felt very normal and good to be me. I mean, I didn't, I didn't climb well, but you know, it was like a normal thing. I, I always enjoy it. Yeah. Why did you climb well? I just don't sometimes, you know, sometimes it's like nutrition that day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Or sometimes it's the climbs are not my style or you know sometimes you're just not feeling like you can pull hard or some day if you ate too much the previous day you just feel extra heavy today you think it's because we all the food you ate yesterday it might be yeah it could be i mean you know you never know yeah i mean it's not an exact science (laughs) I, i mean to be completely honest like for how long I've been climbing, the amount of progress I've made is not great. And mo- I would honestly say it's it's not good. Yeah. But I still enjoy climbing, so. That's, that's all matters at the end of the day, honestly. No, that's what I would say, too. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to progress more, for sure. And I think I could push myself a little bit harder. But times that I have pushed myself harder, I've gotten various injuries for different reasons. So. Yeah. Plus, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's an individual, you know, effort. It's an individual sport. So, like, you yeah. don't have to worry about it unless you just do you, man. Yeah, that's that's certainly part of it, and the other part of it too is that I'm definitely heavier for a climber, and I mean part of that would you know you would argue like I could definitely do better about my nutrition and diet, but the other part of it is is like when you're in a six foot frame and you're carrying a certain amount of muscle, you're going to be at least X amount of weight, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like obviously you could trim the fat. Everybody would love to. Yeah. But also, who doesn't enjoy food? That's living. Yeah. That's living, dude. Yeah, I I feel that. That's something that actually, like, I've, I've come to terms to, like, this year, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted, like, to be, like, you know, ripped, like, lean. Yeah. But part of me is, like, I'd be a boring-ass person. Be a boring-ass life. Can you imagine not enjoying, like, bubble tea or, like, desserts? That's the thing is that I think some people do. Um, some people are genetic freaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I mean, people, like, yeah. just, like, you know, like, you just got to listen to yourself. people do just work hard and then don't allow themselves any treats, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Everything in moderation, right? Some people. Not me. <laughs> Not me. All right. Next question. What's brought you the most unexpected joy recently? You didn't answer the last question. I did. What is it? When you felt most like yourself? What did you Oh, say? I didn't. You're right. Yeah. Whoops. All right. What did uh when was the last time I felt most like myself? Um Oh. Uh I was just walking through New York at night. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, it was a cool. It was, it was actually on uh, Friday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Saturday night. It was super cool that night. So I thought it was I don't know. I like cool weather. Yeah. It felt like a spring or a fall night. It was like sixty something. So it wasn't that cool per se, but for a summer night, like sixty one and breezy. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking through New York. I felt like I don't know. It's just like a weird state that I felt, but it was like weird sadness but i was happy to be where i am mm-hmm. i was sad but i was happy to be where i am it was bittersweet yeah mm. and that's how i felt that's that's the last time i felt most myself really mm. yeah i know it's weird usually when like i always try to like i always try not to let the good things get me too happy and the sad things get me too sad because i don't know like just going going through what I've been through in life is just like you understand that like there's there's always two sides to a coin. There's two ways to look at things, right? So that's how I think in that moment I felt very like myself. Yeah, I mean I think you can also 
try and find the beautifulness in being sad occasionally from time to time. For sure, and I think that's what it is. Like I, I took a step back, and usually I do it very now, every off so often. Like I take a step back, and like yo, my current situation sucks, but I'm happy for this. I'm happy for that. I'm grateful for this. Grateful for that. Like yeah, exactly. So yeah. when you get into these, I mean, I launch into existential crisis pretty regularly, and not necessarily, nice. not necessarily about me, but like life and the world in general right nice. because sometimes i'll think about it and i'll say yeah you know what if this is the last time i ever try my mom's pho or i ever eat my mom's pho bro think about shit all the time right yeah and then you think about it and you're like whoa like i never learned how to make it i don't know anybody else who knows how to make it like her and you never know when it's going to be the last time but at the same time then the next time you eat it you're like yeah i gotta remember that this is this is what i consider the best pho yeah. Right? or this is what I consider the best to call like whatever it may be like your your favorite dish from your parents and maybe it's not from your parents maybe it's from your aunt your grandma your your uncle your grandpa so on and so forth like whoever it may be yeah your personal chef you know yeah. it's it's the last time you're gonna do X and you never really know it and it's it's very interesting thought and it's a very sad thought right but then you snap back into reality and you're like let me make the best of this and then you try and appreciate it for what it is yeah. yes 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 so there's that. the beauty in that sadness it is because it makes you mindful of what you're doing and what's going on in the current state yeah yeah absolutely appreciate that mm-hmm. next question next question we're at 33 minutes all right what's brought you the most unexpected joy recently the most unexpected joy recently yeah um i don't know that i have something that comes to mind right away um unexpected in that I guess it was unexpected that I would watch anime regularly again in my lifetime. Because to be honest, like I would watch random episodes here and there depending on what people really recommended. Because, you know, when you get into a couple and you spend so much time together, it becomes challenging. Not challenging. Um, it becomes normal that you watch things together, right? Yeah. And so, generally speaking, the things that you watch are things that you're going to watch with your significant other. And you might end up watching some stuff by yourself, but honestly, that time for me would go to video games. Yeah. So it's like, if anime were going to slot in on my own time, then it would slot in right there. But it wouldn't have. It slotted in, video games are slotted in there, basically. Yeah. So then, because Nikki also wanted to watch some anime, <laughs> it was something oh. unexpected to like, oh, this is back in my life. It worked out. Yeah. And you appreciated it. I did. Hey, what's the best one you've seen so far? The best one I've seen recently, so, recently. Since, since like I restarted watching. Yeah. You know, like I said, I've mentioned this before. I really like the first two seasons of Shokugeki, Food Wars. Um, and I don't know, because this is going to be a cop-out answer because I've answered this question recently. And so the two that I've watched recently are Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer. And the thing about it is, is I think Demon Slayer's story is more linear and straightforward. So it's, it's a stronger overall story because it's very easy to follow. And it's the motivation is very clear, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. things are very easy to follow. And this line is basically right. Tanjiro is out to restore Nezuko's humanness. And he's also here to kill Kibutsuji and his 12 Kizuki. Yeah. That's a very straightforward, no questions, no frills. There's like... If anything deviates from that, then it's a filler, which yeah. I haven't come across in Demon Slayer necessarily, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in Jujutsu Kaisen, the story could really be anything, honestly, at this point, right? Because, like, all I know is that some cursed people are plotting to basically take over the world, and our characters are not necessarily aware of that yet. Yeah. And so the story is not super strong, in my opinion, right now. Like, yeah. it's fine. Like, the plot, is, it makes sense enough. 
Yeah. But the characters in Jujutsu Kaisen to me are more interesting than the ones in Demon Slayer. Yeah. Because they have a bigger variety in the cast of different characters that you can follow and like follow along with, like which ones you kind of like, which ones you gravitate towards. Yeah. Whereas in Demon Slayer, everybody's basically out for revenge. Yeah. And the characters are different from each other, don't get me wrong, but their backstories are pretty similar for the most part, I would say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We just got introduced to the Hashira because we haven't watched the movie yet. I, I hear the movie is about the flame Hashira, which should be pretty interesting, but we haven't gotten around to watching the Demon Slayer movie yet. Slacking. I mean, you know, that's not available unless you know somebody who sails the seven seas. That's fair. Which I do. I just haven't used that resource yet. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah. I've heard good things. So yeah, that's my cop-out answer. They're... They're all enjoyable for their different reasons. Respectful. And, you know, had Shokugeki ended properly, <laughs> had I written the fifth season, <laughs> maybe we'd be somewhere. Had fucking anyone written the fifth <laughs> season, it would have turned out better. But I just, you know, I really, I don't really understand the point of it at all. That's yeah. a different episode altogether, and I've, we, we've already complained about it, but it just, it's a very nonsensible arc for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. I just don't know why somebody thought it was a good idea, honestly. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, yeah, they you, cop out. They cop out. You fucking made this whole thing about Joichiro being this unstoppable force, basically. Yeah. And then you had this man lose off screen. And I'm just like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you know they got mad lazy with yeah, it. Yeah, that's just the fucking laziest like version of the story you can tell. And yeah. that's like, no, just fucking do some Totsuki drama with the top 10, with the elite 10. Or like, even if they had done the blue tournament... And then the final three episodes were him and Joe Ichiro doing a Shokugeki. Like, that's the only time I would have accepted Soma being an underdog at that point. Yeah. Because, at, like, that's the problem is that they kept trying to make Soma the underdog. I was like, no, just have him fucking dad dick people for, like, ten episodes. Yeah. Get him his confidence and then truly have him be the underdog and go toe-to-toe. So he can be, like, one in 500 against his dad. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But now we'll never know. We'll never know. Until I rewrite that shit. <laughs> Tumblr, I'm coming for you. <laughs> not really though um for me my answer what brought me the most unexpected joy recently going out yeah went to a club dj music alcohol dancing i think i it made me realize how much i miss it i miss the music i am a big i love music i'm a yeah. big like music person so mm-hmm. like going out listening to like music and like so it just happened at the the club i went to it was a dj and it was like he had his own music his own mix yeah but it was like he would mix he did funk with house mm-hmm. and then he would do house and then reggae mm-hmm. which was pretty cool I you dance a little bit i'm like, not like a big b-boy person but you know i'll uh you groove, I groove. You, got, you got some moves i groove i don't cool i don't have any moves but i groove i, just, I have you no know, rhythm just feel the music i have no rhythm oh i, I think i have rhythm i, do I have, have rhythm. negative rhythm it's fine though all right next question feel the rhythm Feet rhyme. <laughs> Get on up. East Pop Slit time. <laughs> if, uh, I say that all the time on the podcast, but if still nobody knows, it's from Cool Runnings, the movie. It's about a movie about a team that, uh, from Jamaica trying to make a bobsled team. Yeah. And they do not have... It's been a while since I've seen it, honestly. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. When's the last time you felt lucky to be you? These, these questions are all kind of similar. All right, we can skip this one if you want. All right, so next question. This next question is a last level two question. It was selected by Nikki. 
Oh, you selected that other one? Okay. Well, no, she picked up, she picked all of them, but this oh. one she specifically picked it out. She she when was the last time I felt lucky to be me. No, no, no. This next one I'm about to ask. Yeah, I just answered that other one real all quick. Right, let's though. answer it. Let's go. Because I mean, Nikki picked it out. So the last time I felt lucky to be me was the last time that Nikki did something really nice for me. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That could be any time though. Yeah. Sometimes she'll cook. Sometimes she'll do this. Sometimes she'll do that. Sometimes she'll offer to help me stretch. It's very nice. That do be nice. I feel very lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My answer for this one is uh. Nah, we can skip it. Okay. <laughs> nah, my birthday's coming up, and uh, it's it's nice that people are actually like it's nice to assume people remember, and it's nice that other people are like going out of the way for my birthday. So. Yeah, everybody we play Counter Strike with doesn't seem to care for their birthday. I don't know if you know that. You probably don't know that yet, but now you do. Yeah. That's unrelated, but go ahead. I don't care for it. All right. This last level two question is one mm-hmm. specifically singled out by Nikki. What are you currently working through that I don't see? That your significant other doesn't see? What am I currently working through that she doesn't see? Yeah. Just, I mean, she sees how much I get annoyed with work recently. But honestly, just, I'm, I'm fucking had it up to the top with work. It, it's really fucking annoying right now and maybe that's a question of do i like my job but at the same time maybe it's a question of i'm just being lazy or maybe i'm just being jealous of so on and so forth promotion or whatever it is yeah but underappreciated uh it could be that's I, a valid reason yeah. i i've complained about that and that's what i'm saying like she's seen that but i don't know that she knows to the depth of how much i'm annoyed with work sometimes like i'll complain about it a lot i do yeah so she knows that i don't like things going on at work right now yeah but i don't think that she knows that like the the depth to which it's burning at right now yeah and i say that just because like you know i i would there was a time where i thought i would be at my current job for at least the next five years right and that could still very well be true. There's there's times where I do appreciate my job. I appreciate the people that I work with. And some people, I honestly think their job description is to be a pain in my ass. Yeah. You know? And so it's come to a point where there was a time where I'd say, yeah, I'm not leaving my job. But now it's more like if the right offer comes along, I would consider it. Yeah. And that's not necessarily moving the needle a ton where I'm like, oh, I got to actively get the f- out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a different shift for sure yeah because the main thing is is i think there was an expectation set that didn't need to be set you know what i mean because what happened was is like on my team i became unintentionally like the best way to say it is like the the spiritual captain of the team is that like the team lead but not really an official title yeah and so because that role kind of like slid on to me my boss was like, yeah, like, here's the thing. Like, we're going to put you up for this promotion. Okay. Didn't get it, right? I'm like, okay, that's fine. Lamed. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, okay, but I'm going to put it out for you in the next cycle. And if you don't get it then, then I'll help you find a new job. Because he likes to speak in hyperbole. Goddamn. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And so now that, that cycle is rolling around. And he's like, yeah, I don't think that this is going to happen. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to help me look for a new job? Or <laughs> like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's one of those things where like, they like for people to take the responsibility before they get the promotion. And I think that's such an 
I don't want to say that it's wrong because I think it should kind of happen naturally and like together in that meld. Yeah. But like, if you're going to ask somebody to take on the responsibility but not pay them anymore, like, how can you imagine somebody's not going to get disgruntled by that? You need a sponsor. That's what you need. I don't even know what a sponsor is. So I kind of felt something similar at me happened at work. And I, I'm starting to realize, I, like, what you're saying now, it's a typical cor- big, com- big corporate. It is big corporate stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's corporate. But, like, so. It's- that happened to me, and then I asked. I end up calling the guy back that I didn't get the like didn't give me the yeah the Work, position workplace politics. Yeah, I called him back. And I was like, hey, by the way, like sorry, I hung up. Like first, first of all, he called me. He was like, hey, you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, but I called him back literally like five minutes. Later, I'm like, hey, Mike, like, can you tell me why I didn't get it? Just out of curiosity, is this something I need to work on? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We ended up talking for another hour. Yeah, and he ended up telling me that like. I was more than qualified, but it's just that like not enough people knew who I was because I was so new at the company. Mm-hmm. But he was telling me that basically I need to put myself out there. And he says that during my career, I'm going to have, I need to find these three, I need to fill these three roles. And it's a coach, a sponsor, and a mentor. Mm-hmm. The coach will teach you how to do your job and do it well. Yeah. The mentor will teach you how to like teach you the philosophy of your job yeah. and your career. Mm-hmm. We'll teach you the career your philosophy career but the sponsor is the one that's going to get you places and that person is the one that's usually in the corner fighting for you yeah so here's the thing when i first started my job right obviously you're super motivated for different reasons yeah that's not unusual and this could be a question of motivation for sure but i would say when i first started my job I was trying to help out everybody at different times at different junctures. Now I've gotten to the point because I'm the team lead or the team, whatever, whatever term you want to use. I have to make sure that the standard is set correctly, right? So when other people are doing things wrong, I have to say, no, this isn't the right way. And so then people come back to me and they're like, but so-and-so did it this way. And I'm like, yes, they did. But if we're going to try and manage this for the next 10 years, it needs to be done this way. Yeah. And so when you're constantly the person that says no to everybody, you're like bad cop, basically. Who's in charge of your um, of your title change? Uh, it. De- I mean, it's like my boss's boss's boss. It should be on that person's radar. What's going on? I, I I think I think they're aware. Actually, that's the thing. Is so okay. Without getting into the workplace politics of it too much. Yeah. Basically, what happens is is this is technically considered off cycle. So there's only so many people that can get promotions in this cycle, basically. Yeah. This is not the normal cycle. This is like my boss's boss's boss just has to pick which ones based on the information provided to her. Yeah. Like she'll pick which ones get the promotion. Okay. And so each department is basically going to pick ones that they're going to go hard for. Yeah. And so my boss's boss, he was ready to go hard for me because he was like, you know, this kind of this team structure is a little bit too flat right now. There's too many people being managed by one person. We need to kind of break it up a little bit. Yeah. He was prepared to do so, but because there's other people in the team that are kind of like also in need of promotion because like they're afraid those people might leave, yeah. but also they're also afraid that on the, on the other hand, like somebody is like 30, I don't know, like 30, I don't, I don't know. They're like significant, not significantly. They're five to seven years older than me. I actually have no idea the exact number. Yeah. And they're technically a bracket lower than me. So it's like that person just got converted. So like clearly they need to get their pay scale corrected up basically. Yeah. And so that seems to be a more dire need. Things like that. And, but this stuff happens at big companies. And I think 
part of the reason it feels like so demotivating is because I did bust my ass for so long for like a whole ass year. Yeah. And then I got the same raise as everybody else because it was the quote unquote COVID rate. Yeah. And so even if even if I don't bust my ass this year, nobody's ever going to recognize that I busted my ass for that one year because everybody got the quote unquote COVID rate. Yeah, I, but I think like this is me being optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like your your higher ups have seen how hard you've worked, so I think even if you were to quote unquote coast, they know what you're capable of. Uh, yeah, but then you know it depends on how people look at that because they're like you know some people look at that like he used to be a rock star and now he's coasting, and some people will say you know he's just a little bit tired, he just needed some time to take a break. Some people, you know, I can see it both ways. I mean, you always you know flashes of brilliance here and there. I flash my brilliance on the regular. But I think, like, for me, at least, that's why I've learned, like, never to give it 100%. <laughs> it sounds bad, but it's true. I can see what you mean. Yeah. At, at least at work, right? It's like, I mean, because something like that has happened to me before where it came back to bite me in the ass. They end up mm-hmm. letting me go. Because you were overqualified? Not because I was overqualified, because I was, because I was trying too hard. Yeah. I was trying too hard. They, they let me go. You're making other people look bad. Yes. Yeah. I was making my supervisor look bad. Oh, rough. Yeah. But either way, they let me go. And that's why I learned. And my mom's always told me, Eddie, like, as smart as you think you are, they only want you to be a certain le- amount of smart. And if you're too smart, they're going <laughs> to let you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the case in a lot of places, for sure. I don't think that's the case everywhere, but I do oh, think sure. in a lot of places, yeah, 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 they do kind of, it is that kind of, it's not exactly crabs in a bucket mentality, but it is like... You're you're making this harder for the rest of us. Kind yeah. Of. yeah, I yeah, see what yeah. you're saying. Uh, my answer to this question: mm-hmm. What am I currently going through that Darlene does not see? Yeah. Man, I'm like struggle. I'm so stressed out, dude. Just like the future, so uncertain. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that like, and I've, I've I don't know if I've, I've I don't know if she remembers that I've voiced this before, and we've never directly talked about this. But the is fact she that, not like, going to listen to this podcast? By the way. She's she's so ADHD that she she sometimes for, she for, she forgets she okay. listens to some. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. go ahead. So I don't know if she will or not. But the thing is that like, she comes from a family that's like very stable. Mm-hmm. She has a very stable like. Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. So yo, if I go broke, if I go bankrupt, there's no one to help me. If I go in debt, no one's gonna no one's able to help me. So like, I'm constantly. I mean, I'll help you. No, 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 no. I'm constantly stressed out, and I constantly like. I have so much anxiety when it comes to like, where is my future going? Yeah. See, you have, um, you have that thing. Uh, there's not, I, there's a technical term for it, but essentially it's, you have, a uh, damn, it happens to a lot of people that grew up poor basically though. It's, it, it means that you're in your fight or flight sensor, like your brain's fight or flight sensor, you're constantly in fight. Yes. Like it's it doesn't matter if things good or good, bad or un- like content. Yeah, man. You're That's... just constantly oh god, like shit's gonna yeah. Yeah, and I think like the whole like work setting these expectations like they expect me, you know, to be in office or amount of days and stuff like that starting to get to me. That 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 further enhances it, but it's like you know that's what I'm going through. And it's like I'll be real with you. Part of me doesn't want to get married or propose anytime soon because of the, both our financial situations. Mm-hmm. If out of my way, we wouldn't get married till like we're forty. But wouldn't, wouldn't your financial situation benefit from getting married, though? I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it probably would. I mean, I'm not an expert on the matter, but your taxes would be filed as one couple, but also but one of you could stop paying for the lesser insurance and then you could just tack one person onto the other insurance for the extra rate. Yeah, there's stuff like, like that. There's, there's small stuff like that, but at the end of the day, like, she's graduating with. That's like, not small stuff. 300000 I think it's $400,000 worth of, like, student loans. Uh-huh. And then, like, she's. The, the pharmacy, she's not. I don't know. It's just like, it's just a bunch of stuff. Well, we'll, we'll an idea in. According to IRS, we'll be making a certain amount as a couple, mm-hmm. but they don't take a look at how much debt we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just a lot. I don't know the exact thing of it, but like, I think there's just a lot of pressure on me to like. Claim that you're, I mean, you should just claim that you're in the poverty line. I mean. You, you can maybe make the argument if you have enough loss. Anyways, this is delving into taxes, but yeah, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, just like, you know, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of anxiety. I think about it every single day actually. It's a lot of pressure. I agree. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, Nikki Nikki talks about the future sometimes and I think to myself, Oh, that could be very challenging. Yeah. She wants to have three kids. That's just three million dollars I don't have right now. But you know, I grew up poor. I turned out okay. I think yeah. as long as you have good parents, that's all that matters. I also grew up poor without parents, so you know, especially with you guys, I think your kids would be fine. Yeah, but you say that because Nikki is basically your parents now. Anyways. <laughs> the point I'm making, though, is that, like, yeah, you know, the thing is, is, like, you want the kids to have things that you didn't have, right? Yeah. And so the things that I didn't have is time with my parents because they were working so much. Yeah. So what's the best way to do that is if I was a stay-at-home parent or Nikki was a stay-at-home parent or I was retired. Yeah. Right? Right. Okay. Well, I mean, realistically then you know i gotta have two million for my retirement and then i have to have a three million on hand for these kids to grow up so i don't actually have to work so you're looking at five million dollars i mean you know compound interest thing once they you know once you have the first one you start like compound interest can be nice with it it can't be that nice with it nah, i mean like you know i think like once maybe you... by 45 now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true hey community college is a thing Community college is the thing. And I, I, I say this all as a joke, but the main thing I would say is that you you just the future is uncertain for a number of reasons because you're just kind of concerned with things that could happen and things that might happen, but not necessarily things that are happening. And that's why it doesn't worrying about the future doesn't really change anything. It does not. It means you're living it twice. Exactly. For sure. And so that's why I would say it it is Sure, you know, like know that it's going to happen or know that it can be difficult, but at the same time, yeah, you've made it this far figuring shit out on the fly, so why not continue? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I tell myself at least, you know, for sure. I, you know, you fly by the seat of your pants for this long, yeah. Can... I think like I'm starting, I, I started adopting the mentality a couple of days ago, more right. so, yeah. It, I go through like waves, I don't know, it's like waves, right? Like, so, like, I was pretty stressed out about like this week, how yeah. this week would go. Like my my first the first week of like my office doing their thing, mm-hmm. and it's not going too bad. So I'm like you know what, fuck, I'm just gonna coast. Or yeah, just, and just I mean it. that's the thing is that you know having anxiety about it is generally not as bad as the thing that actually happens, or I mean it's generally worse than the thing that actually happens. Yeah, right? like the thing you have anxiety about is generally not as bad as the as the anxiety itself. Yeah, and so that's why I would say you know you gotta. <laughs> I'm I'm in the process of starting this book called like Peaceful Warrior or something like that. Yeah. And one of the things that they're already talking about is, you know, he he like one of the character the main character calls this dude a fool, and he's like, "We're all fools." 
And then he's like, what do you mean by that? He's like, everybody, sing- every single person in this world is a fool. But some people know it and some people don't. Yeah. So I'm a fool, but you're a fool and a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. And, uh, and it's true though, right? You know, it's it everybody is. is wandering through this world in some way or another. And some people have a leg up in one way or another. And some people, you know, lack in one way or another. But yeah. you just got to realize things that you have control of, you work on, things that you don't, you deal with. Yeah. Or, you know, shit just all goes to the shitter and a meteor strikes the earth and, you know, it's over. Nothing mattered at that point. <laughs> yeah. All right. Level three, reflection. Yeah, we came a long way for this. The last question. All right, with this one, I'm going to do a little twist on this one. Mm-hmm. This one, we can do it about each other since we've uh, we spent so much time together in the room, together doing this podcast, you know? Okay. Might as well just turn it around and make it about each other. That's awkward, but all right. All right, we don't have to do it. If, if Well, I don't know what the question is. You know what the question is. What are you proudest of me for? What am I most proud of you for? Yeah. I'm most proud of you for being named Eddie. Appreciate and not that. taking the nickname Ed Boy. Of course. <laughs> it always makes me laugh that you don't like the nickname Ed Boy. I hate it. I know. I, 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 it, it's completely understandable why you would hate it, but it's so funny because, you know, Ed and Eddie is, so, is a part of so many people's childhood. Yeah. But in terms of things that I'm actually proud of you for, let's see. Let me give that some thought. Let me let me let that sink in for a hot second. Let it simmer. Um, I think what I'm most proud of you for is I think recently you have done a better job of letting people help you. And that's not the easiest thing because I don't think you've always let people help you because you always think people are going to let you down and not everybody's going to let you down. And so letting go of that... And I mean, I've seen it before. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in others too, where it's like, well, why even try? Because they're just going to let me down. They're going to miss my birthday or they're going to not make it to dinner. So why would I ask? Or, you know, they're not going to hang out. So why am I going to, you know, why am I even going to try? Yeah. Whereas, you know, I think you've given people an opportunity to match the energy that you've put out. And I think that's difficult because it doesn't always work out, you know, but when it does work out, you generally do make relationships and bonds that make it worth it yeah and so i think that's something recently that you've done better because you haven't always been well not for as long as i've known you as receptive to the idea of saying like okay these people actually might not let me down yeah i think um i think people honestly like people like you and nikki make it easy people like nikki not me because she wants to basically be your parent Whereas I constantly have to tell you, tell her, we're not your parents. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean it. I mean, like, just, you know, I think, like, since I've gotten close to you guys, like, you got you, Willie, mm-hmm. and Alex, Yexen, Aaron, not, I haven't gotten that close to them, but, like, just hanging out with them, like, they're such cool peeps. The Vibe Tribe? Vibe Tribe, yes. But you and Nikki, mm-hmm. you guys are beautiful people. You guys make it easy. I don't know. And that like... She is a beautiful person. I'm here for the ride. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, You know what, actually? (laughs) What's so funny about this? What? Is that I told Nikki that I've been doing... I've been trying really hard to uh, accept compliments better. Yeah. And clearly I'm not doing that now because it's, it's hilarious, but I'm not doing it in general. But like, she said something the other day. I forget what it was. And I think it was like... 
it was really really kind of like silly and or asinine it's like I, I damn it i wish i remember exactly how the conversation went but it was something like you're chopping the hell out of those vegetables and i'm like thank you and she's like oh you're really working hard on this <laughs> 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 That's a pretty good one. Uh, yeah. I appreciate how witty you, you guys are. Yeah, I generally like to think that's one of my better traits. And you know what's funny about that? What? Is that I think if you're a funny person, and I say this as a funny person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If, if you're a funny person, and this is my honest opinion on people, on comedic people and who people who are funny, you don't want to hang out with funny people. You don't? No, you don't. Why? Because... I say funny people in that, like, people who are trying to be funny. Does that make sense? You want to hang out, like, me personally, I don't like to hang out with funny people. I want to hang out with people that are just the kindest, nicest people that actually care about what's going on and that just listen to what you're saying. Can't be both. And then they're unintentionally funny. Oh, like Willie. No, I think Willie is another. <laughs> I think <laughs> Willie is low-key hilarious, actually. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Willie is... Willie fits that. Yeah, but I <laughs> Willie is is hilarious in the way that I'm hilarious in the way that Steven's hilarious in that like, you know, actually no, you're you've you make a good point. They they are different. Their their humor is different. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, Steven too. I think like hanging out with all you guys, good people. Steven is one of the funniest people you'll ever meet in your entire life. He, yeah, for sure. I think we tend to play but better. unintentionally so. Like, he's not funny in that, like, that he could be a stand-up comedian way. Oh, absolutely. It's he's just, funny in that, like, it's his, it's he's just, just so fucking human, but he's such a fucking robot at the same time Yeah, that it's so good. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. And that's why I think, like, talking to both him and Alex, it's also super funny. Yeah. Yeah, because they're both so, like... Like you said, robotic yeah. with their answers. But also, <laughs> Steven's humor is like a robot that has studied human humor. <laughs> like, does that make sense? <laughs> and it's like, it's so good because it's like his jokes have so many layers to them. Yeah. That like, unless you know exactly like how Steven got to that point. Yeah. It's like a lot of the things he says won't be funny to the, the like a normal person. But, like, if you've known Steven long enough, or if you understand, like, how he arrived at that joke, it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, four times as funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, like, a, it's, like, a perfect callback in, sit, in like, stand-up. Yeah. He's, like, oh, he set that shit up, like, three hours ago. <laughs> yeah. There's layers to it. It always goes back. No, for sure. I think, like, that's also why I appreciate Alex's humor, too, because, like, it's similar to Steven's, where, like, something that they'll also do is that, like... They'll ignore human logic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, part of me is like... To be clear, not Fireman Alex. Yes. A-Alex. Alex, yeah. Yes. A-Alex. Yeah, they just ignore human logic. I'm sitting here like, that's because I just I just can't do that. That's 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 why. And then they'll just be like, I don't see why you can't. I'm like, there's so much truth to what they're saying, but they just don't get it. Yeah. They just shoot better. So I, I can't. Why not? But <laughs> boss, I can't. This is, you, you should you should move out of that spot. I, I can't. I'm stuck. You don't got legs. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. It's like, damn, I do. <laughs> He's so right. 
Uh, that do be happening. Yeah. Happens more than we like. I, I, it happens the perfect amount for me. I enjoy it thoroughly. I, uh, Willie's humor is, uh, it's also a very dark, thoughtful humor. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I think that's the best way to describe it, is, is, is a dark, thoughtful humor. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's, it's so funny because his, it, the, the humor style is like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, it's, again, it's more of like you're watching, uh, a slice of life anime <laughs> and, and like the silly stuff that happens to the main character it happens to willie it happens to willie but also willie would just be like all right yeah i guess i'll just throw myself off this cliff <laughs> or like I, like yeah i didn't want to wake up today anyway <laughs> yeah he takes just, he takes it well he always takes it very yeah. well yeah but it's, there's the, it's the darkness of it that makes it so funny because he's taking it so well but it's also like yeah i didn't want to wake up today anyways you know <laughs> You get used to it after a while too, which is also funny. Yeah, yeah. The but existence again, existence is pain. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is what he says, and then he'll, and then he'll follow up with, "But everything will be okay." What is it? What do you say? Dijobu. Everything will be Dijobu. Yeah, yeah. He also says it very tiredly. The way he says it too. Everything. It's okay. Everything will be Dijobu. It's like, do you even believe what you're saying? He's like, no. No, I don't, but I say it anyway. I say it anyways. Yeah. He do. He do be doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying. They're not trying to inherently be funny. They're just funny people, which is the greatness of being around people like that. Yeah. I enjoy talking and being around them. I would argue that at times I try and be funny. But, on you know, that's crafting my timing in misdirection. <laughs> It's okay. We all have those. Yeah, we'll see. Hmm. That's pretty good. You ready to end this podcast? Yeah. yeah. No. No? I gotta answer the question. Oh, yeah, I guess you do. What's something that I'm most proud of you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. Grumble, grumble. Stretch. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Just because, like, well, just because like, I haven't known you for that long, so I can't see how you, how, I can't, I cannot, I can't see how you have changed. That's fair. And you, for me to answer this question and have it be recorded for the, for eternity, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But as of today, so I'll answer the question as of today, something that I've noticed about you. Okay. I mean, this, it's an interesting way to look at it because you met. You met a much more adult Brian than most people that I know have. Because yeah. most of my friends and most of the people that I know and I consider friends, I've known for a long time. Yeah. So they've seen an evolution. I think it's pretty cool how you express yourself with Nikki. In general? No, about how you feel. like the. the oh, deep- about how much I like her? Yeah, she's pretty nice. The, the deeper stuff. Yeah, she's nice with it. Yeah, nah, just because I, I understand like from a Vietnamese family perspective like the way like okay i could definitely tell from like just meeting your dad right he's not very expressive at all oh yeah absolutely not yeah so like very much a boys don't cry kind of guy yeah for you to like for you to not be like that and then like actually but i was (laughs) and but to be able to provide that like that emotional availability to your significant other Mm -hmm. i respect that yeah that took a lot of work and that took a lot of solo work to be honest I, yeah. I would say it showed up in previous relationships where I was unable to 
express emotions properly and you know that became a crux of an issue to towards things that ended those relationships yeah and there was a lot of work on when i was you know single and before i met nikki and before i that single time that like i don't know how long that period of time was i'm gonna say like a year and a half or whatever yeah and i mean obviously like that's different amount of time for different people to get over x amount of years for a relationship but that year and a half was so critical for so many different reasons because it was a rediscovering who i was as a person by myself but b making sure to be clear about what i wanted because if i can't communicate what i want nobody can read my mind for sure and when you learn that lesson like when people say like relationships are all communication that it's such an underrated facet because of course relationships are all communication but do you know how to communicate yeah effectively yeah and if you don't know those things, then I've, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. For multiple different reasons. So either you learn how to do it, or you just realize that the best way for me is just be 110% honest. Yeah. And even if it's like a silly ass thing that I'm like upset about, Nikki would rather know about that than me being like, yeah, at least 2% upset. Yeah. I think that Darlene tells me the same thing too. And I think like, that's something that I struggle with, which, which is why, again, what I respect about you and like being able to express it. Cause it's like, it's hard ex- being able to communicate how you feel at times. Yeah. Cause you're explaining some really stupid stuff sometimes. Yeah. You're like, why do you feel that way? And you're like, you know, to be honest, like, I don't really know, but it, <laughs> it goes back real far. Like I'm trying to explain this. In yeah. A way that makes sense to like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like you try and explain it so many different ways because you're like emotionally stunted for different reasons yeah throughout your lifetime and you're just like it's like a barrier you don't even realize you have it's like all right it's like all right i'm gonna try and explain this the best way that i can but (laughs) the fact that you stole my rice (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that didn't really happen but i mean it's pretty funny it's stuff like that it's stuff like that though right yeah you can't explain exactly like what the pinpoint growth of that emotion is or like what like makes you not happy about that particular moment. Yeah. But you can kind of explain that, hey, we can't do this because let me like there's just certain things that I just do not jive with. And yeah. if you do them on purpose, I will feel like you're being a very vindictive human. Yeah. Like, for example, I do not like the sound of metal scraping on metal. Ooh. Right? Yeah. I, I, it's a noise that I, that bothers me a lot. If you do it by accident, you do it by accident. Yeah. Nikki has gone out of her way that when she's, like, mixing something, she'll make sure not to use a metal thing or she'll, like, close the door or, like, she, like, scrapes by accident. She'll say sorry to the point where she's, like, she's so accommodating in that. And, like, that's such a, like, a thoughtful thing. That if you can't, like, reciprocate that thoughtfulness, yeah, then you just feel like, you know, you're not doing your part. Yeah. And I want to feel like I'm doing my part. So when I see her doing those things, it's like, oh, okay. I can also do better. I can accommodate when, like, I can tell that she's very tired, but she doesn't want to say that she wants to go to sleep. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, you can come watch this show. Quote, unquote, watch this show with <laughs> me on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When really, I know that that means she's going to pazonk out, like, pass the fuck out in, like, two minutes. Yeah. But, like, she just likes to sleep on the couch while I watch TV sometimes. Like, she just wants to be around you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 So, that's why, like, sometimes I'll see that she's really tired. And I'll be like, okay, do you want to watch this show? And they're like, 
not really though because like i'll watch the show for like two minutes then pause it and then like watch a different show that we're not watching together yeah yeah it's a very long podcast some people will enjoy that some people won't but you know whatever i think i don't see why not if you support the podcast this could have been two episodes of content though part one and part two here we go no, I'm not one of those people. Thank goodness. Sometimes I am because people like to tell their stories in two parts. Quote, Alex. Fireman <laughs> Alex. <But> yeah. <laughs> you ready to wrap this up? Yeah. Uh, go ahead and follow us and subscribe and rate us <laughs> on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Did you pull and out your phone for this? I did. Nice. And again, if you have any questions or comments or concerns... Please send them in to no happy endings podcast at gmail.com. Yay. Woo. That's the new exit. We're not going to do okay bye anymore. We're just going to cheer. Yay. <laughs> okay. Bye.